Welcome to the Product Podcast, brought to you by Product School. Here, you'll get fresh insight from the people at the very top of the tech companies who make the products we love. Remember, you can learn product management live online. Visit productschool.com to discover our new certificate path. There, you can also join the world's largest community of PMs and network with the leaders from these podcasts at our online events. There's something happening almost every day. Hey, everyone. This is Carlos, founder and CEO of Product School, and I'm here with my friend Demian, product manager at Adobe. Hey, Demian. Hey, Carlos. How's it going? Good. Thank you for joining us. Uh, you've been a long-time supporter of Product School when nobody believed in us. I still remember first time we, we met, we showed up in our San Francisco office with the skateboard. <laughs> yeah, no, the boosted board right now, gone, boosted. Yeah, that was a good time. That was. Uh, we've come a long way, two of us. So I want to learn a bit more about your own personal story and all the cool stuff that you're working on at Adobe. Awesome. Yeah, let's do it. So why don't we start from the beginning? Tell us a little bit more about, about yourself, how you, you got into tech. Yeah, so I, I graduated in computer science like for, for my college back in Brazil. I'm from Brazil originally. And before that, I did high school in Brazil. They had this technical high school program, uh, and I did that on industrial design. So that gave me a lot of uh, data on like how to create design experiences and all that. And then when I finished my computer science degree, it was very easy to mix both. And I don't know if you remember the, oh, I'm about to turn 40. So <laughs> this is a long time ago. Uh, in December, I'm 40. Is like, it was the beginning. That was 98, 99. Like that was the beginning of uh, the Flash. Like the Flash, it was Flash 4. And then with uh, ActionScript and all that, I was able to to mix programming that I learned in computer science with all the design skills. So I started building apps and, and, and websites, all those like flash experiences way, way back and never stopped. And how did you learn all of that stuff by yourself? Back then it was harder, right? Because there was no, like YouTube wasn't a thing yet. There was no, uh, anything that was, I feel like today things are so much easier to to learn. Like you can learn anything you want, anything you want. Uh, you just go on YouTube. I don't know how to tie a tie. So every time I have to wear a tie, I go to YouTube. <laughs> I follow the steps, you know, again. And I remind myself like how to do that. So it's very easy to learn everything today. Back then I had to pay for courses and and go on site to take the courses. But now it's it's really it's really a lot more accessible. All right. So now you are at Adobe and I know that uh, you're working on a very cool product. So why don't you tell us a bit more about your journey in Adobe and, and Adobe XD? Yeah, this is a very exciting journey for me. Like personally, uh, I, I, before I joined Adobe in 2015, I was a developer advocate. So I was, I was working with developers first at uh, BlackBerry for, for a couple of years, then later PayPal and Braintree. And then I was in the Bay Area already working for Braintree. And then I was training people on design thinking and, and uh, how to like gather, how to do a better discovery process for, for any, uh, to, to, in order to create any experience. And then because of my relationships with Adobe from the past, I used to do like participate in, in uh, hackathons that Adobe used to organize. I organized a couple of Adobe conferences in Brazil because of all the other relationships. I think relationships are very important. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm mentioning this. I was able to get invited to interview for this new secret thing that was getting started at Adobe. 
uh, that was not even alpha when I joined. Uh, and it's now Adobe XD and uh, it's used by people all over the world. So I joined as the, the fourth product manager for XD. And now the team has a lot more product managers, a lot more people working on it all over the world, uh, US, India, Romania. And if you look at everyone directly connected to XD, it's, it's probably more than 300 people working on the project today. That, that's crazy. And, and I think for a lot of people from the outside, they think oh, Adobe, is, obviously it's a large, it's a huge organization, but you also joined very early on in a new product. So how was your experience as an early Adobe XD employee? Yeah, it was, it was a lot easier to do things in the past. Like, it was uh, really a, a, a startup when, when I joined. So we, we were able to take bigger risks and, and exp explore more, uh, run experiments a lot more. And now that it's a more stable product, it's now a lot more connected to the whole Adobe ecosystem. I think after five years, we, we found market fit. And, and now that it is in this almost like growth state, it's not innovative anymore. It, it, it is innovative, but it's not the innovation stage, it's not the early adoption stage. We, we are now having to go through a lot more processes and there's a lot more testing, a lot more people involved. Every step is a lot more, it, it has more processes, but it, 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 it is necessary. So I think we, I miss the early days of being able to experiment a lot more, like in the beginning, but at the same time, it's simply amazing to know that what we did way back there is now using by a lot of people all over the world. So one of the things that I find very interesting about your background is that you have an eye for design. And uh, at least in the Bay Area, you know, a lot of uh, for product managers come from a technical background. You also have that technical background, but like, how did you develop that eye for design to the point that you are also now building a product which is technically for, for product or for product designers? Yeah, it's, we're building a design tool for designers. And that's, that's, that's really, really interesting. And I think when I joined, one of the first things that I did was, uh, I was there to, to really bring the, create new feedback channels for XD because it was a new thing and all that. And we, for example, we started using user voice for tracking all the feature requests. And I, I created that. And, uh, not only that, the first pre-release programs, all the, the community engagements that we had in the beginning and all that gave me a lot of opportunities to then start using the tool to present what, 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 what he was doing and all that. So by playing with the tool, I was able to, to polish my craft on design because I, I had to do tons of, of demos and all that. And at the same time, when you, when you demo and now, like, because it's a lot more uh, popular and there's a lot more people using, there's, there's more materials being created for XD. So, Anytime you, you, you do a demo and you open a file that has a beautiful design by playing with it, you start understanding what's in it and how that designer made those decisions. And it's just, it's a mix of curiosity and then just playing with how things are, are, are built. Um, if you look at all the, the details, it's just objects with properties. And then you learn how to balance them, how to manage colors and how to streamline, how to organize your files. And now that we're talking about design systems and scaling design, there's a lot more opportunities to, again, learn from others and also like test your experiments. So I think it's, it's really getting your, your hands dirty. And I think it's important to, to bring this up and, and raise more awareness around the importance of design 
in in product and overall outside design uh, we we tend to think too much about like technology and business and obviously those are important but there's a third in my opinion there's a third leg here which is design that uh it's absolutely critical and it's not just a b2c thing anymore design applies to absolutely everything at every single level yes that's that's a huge point and it it becomes a a, a it's almost like a requirement right if 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 you don't have that eye for design if you don't create a, a seamless experience revealing things as you go like to the user your business will will feel it like you, you're gonna get hurt right because you're you're creating friction you're creating blockers for the user so design is really what can can help the user go through the the challenge in a in a, in a, in a better way and also um in a more rewarding way so it's 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 good for the for the whole experience and to the business as a consequence I agree. And, and I think uh, to your point earlier about the trend of new technology and new tools that are empowering people to really get things done faster. I completely resonate with that because I don't come from a design background. I remember my early days trying to learn like Photoshop, for example, like the learning cube was so steep, yeah. especially because I had to do other things. And now I'm not a designer by any means, but I, I can use something like XD and other tools that allow me to really this wireframe or prototype something and be able to be more visual when I try to communicate with the real designers. Yeah, no, that's that's a great point. And that's a very fine line, right? Because Photoshop has more than 30 years of existence. Uh, and if you look at where it is right now, it's extremely powerful because it has pretty much every bitmap editing capability that you can think of. And there's a lot of magic in AI there which makes it and also like if you go if you guys can go to max.adobe.com it's our biggest conference we're going to have uh for the first time it's going to be live and free on 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 the internet and uh we're going to announce very good updates to photoshop and other apps including xd and all that so make sure you, you watch that but i think back to the discussion is is very important to to almost like protect your product from Un unnecessary complexity because that's going to hurt um, the experience, right? So we saw that happen with Photoshop, right? And, and we learned a lot from it. Now there's a lot of new tools that are just serving power users more and more and more and without realizing they're becoming complex for the, for the new users, right? For the users that are not that advanced. And so it's a very, it's a very, uh, fine line and we are constantly protecting xd from a new button i think everything in xd has a very expensive real estate so like it's not just adding an icon like you have to have tons and tons of meetings to 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 make a case validate or invalidate that with users so yeah uh, pr protecting from complexity is it doesn't mean it's not going to be powerful but keeping it simple is critical for us on, on the xd team I get it. In true product management fashion, I think saying no, protecting your product, trying to keep it as simple is, is harder than just saying yes and just adding a bunch of new features and then yeah, yes out of it. I, I think another trend that I've seen in the market with this product-led growth mindset is really helping people adopt products and get to value fast. And mm -hmm. that is about one or two features that are really easy to understand that at least you get it so you can stick to it. And then eventually, of course, you are going to figure out the rest. Yeah, that's a great point. The This product that I'm working on that we're going to announce uh, this Thursday after tomorrow is, is, is I'm going through that the exact same process. So 
uh, I, I have amazing features there, but they are complex to explain. So I'm I'm doing a, 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 a because it's really targeting like more complex scenarios. But I, I'm I'm we're trying super hard as a team to fine tune the message. And there's one message for designers, another message for developers, to really deliver that in a way that, as you said, is easy to understand. Remember, Damian, last year when we were in LA, uh, we had our conference product con and, and you were one of the speakers. We got thousands of people there, but you also had your own uh, Adobe Max conference as well for what, like 15,000 people or so, yeah. right? Uh-huh. That was amazing. <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. Uh, yeah, we're, we're all missing the, the live events, right? Like in-person events. A little bit. Um, cool. So what is next for you? Like in terms of learning, I, I think you're obviously... Growing a lot as long, uh, obviously with a company, but like as a PM, you are a lifelong learner. You're always curious. You you figure out how to code, how to design. Now, what what's in your bookshelf? What what do you really want to learn? Yeah, I I never stop learning. I think that's in me since I was a very young kid, and it's true for work. It's true for sports. I I, I love surfing, so I'm I'm trying to get better at surfing every time and. Now I'm thinking about creating a, a, a product to help people learn. So every time I go through these things, I started thinking about business opportunities as well. But in terms of like work learning is, again, there's so much out there, right? And, and Adobe is, is such a good company that it allows us to take courses and all that. I was able to go through the three uh, certificates that you guys have at product school. And that took my, my skills to the, to like a whole new level and, uh, so even if it, if sounds basic, if it sounds like I know this, there's always something new to learn. Always, always a new approach. And by, by listening to, to others, you can, you can really get better. So I think I'll never stop learning. Um, and today more than, more than ever, like it's super easy to learn anything. I, I agree. I think the biggest currency these days is, is the time more than as long as you have an internet connection, <laughs> Uh, yeah. Excuse, but at the end of the day, you also have to commit. And I see a lot of people who end up taking the easy way, it's like watching documentaries, watching this and that, and then complaining. And yeah, <laughs> that's thing with sports, right? You have to train in order to really have a good performance. That's so true. It's 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 practice. It's uh, I have this this mantra. Like one of the best books that I've ever read was uh, Mindset by Carol Dweck, and uh, it's all about. If you if you fail and you learn from it, you're gonna improve. There's no way like and anyone can do better than what you're doing now. So just just keep an open mind, be vulnerable. And again, everything that you put out in the world is a hypothesis. And if you are really focused on the problem and not the the, the solution, I think it will give you that I think peace of mind to to put things out there. Uh, and, and learn from it and grow and, and, and evolve. Yeah, I agree. And, and I think also because of the nature of where we live in California and uh, companies we work at in, in industries, high tech, we, we get access also to some of these new trends. And unfortunately, not everybody is that open-minded to testing hypotheses, to really listening, learning. So how yeah. do you deal with typical scenarios such as, hey, this thing has to be, this way or this other way? How do you navigate that to make sure that everyone really understands your why and keep everyone on the same page? Yeah, I think I think that the thing that I hate the most is that uh, it's it's been this way forever. Like it's always been this way. So I think the role of PMs is really to kill that approach, you know, like and say, yeah, it, it has been done this way for years, but 
we can have strategy and all that to to find a better way, find find a a, a a nicer way of solving that that challenge. And I think it's it's up to the PM to again speak with users, really cl clarify and define the problem, make make choices, and then and then just build a hypothesis and and, and put it out there. And the more you can involve users in that journey, the better. So personally, the, the, this project that I'm working on, uh, we have a customer advisory board. And um, again, it's helping us validate and invalidate a lot of the steps that we're taking. And um, and because I'm in love with the problem, all the the, the criticism like, and things that are, are more like on the constructive feedback side of things are are awesome because it's it's helping me validate or invalidate that that uh, hypothesis. So what is what is a customer advisory board? Sounds cool. No, it is a for any 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 product or, or area of a product or, or any feature you're working on, you can invite potential users of that feature. In our case, they're enterprise users. And there's also like small ones. And uh, the way I'm running this one is we have biweekly calls uh, every other Wednesday. Uh, for one hour, it's non-mandatory, and we present our progress and we have discussions. So it's it's really informing us a lot, and it, it really helped us take like different routes here and there and validate one thing here and there. Because I think discovery never ends. Like even if you finish discovery and you start executing, you're gonna, especially in our case, because this work that we're doing is focused on developers. We're gonna find out a lot of unexpected uh, walls and, and and challenges. So you are, you are always in discovery mode, even when you're executing. I, I that's the first time I, I hear that term. I think that's really cool to really commit to report to your users, not to yes. not ask, ask questions or show up or send a survey. Really report to them and have that commitment. Yeah, it's it's it, and it helps a lot. It's it's a very open conversation, and again, for us specifically, it. He allowed them to now be partners in the announcement, and we're we're gonna present as as a group. It's not just me presenting what we're doing; it's 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 having partners there as well. Um, and again, it's just a hypothesis. We're gonna put it out there uh, this month, and then the market, the users will tell us if it's valid, if it's not, and what areas we can we can we can improve. But I'm I'm really excited with this one personally. So I also want to learn a little bit more about stakeholder communication because you know you're, you are dealing with engineers, uh, designers, I'm sure marketers, executives. So is there any specific tips or tricks that work for you, like really massaging the message to make sure that you speak their language? Yeah, I think as you said in the very beginning, you have to listen, like be a very active listener, right? And, and, uh, and also understand that it's a team effort, right? And, and the more eyes on your product, the more feedback you get in, in what's in it for, for the others. Right? Like it, what's in it for you is really like, okay, you want, you want to create a successful product to help users solve a, 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 a problem. And then it also brings uh, like value to, to the business. So that's, that's one part of, of it. But I think understanding that it's a team sport and you have to uh, also give something to others it creates a, a whole new perspective. So you can have uh, trade-offs, you can have open discussions, you can have respectful discussions. One thing that I also learned, especially like for the, for the long term, the more uh, 
respectful of others like you don't make them work longer and if you don't like uh, you don't force them to do things that are not sustainable like it's really key and uh, uh that's that's super important i think it's respecting their their perspective negotiating being open-minded and again their ideas might might add to the to the main hypothesis and and when that happens it's even better because we're validating all the inputs with with actual users and I wish someone had taught me this a uh, long time ago, because it's funny, we're constantly negotiating, selling, interacting with people at the end of the day. And there, I didn't get a single class about it in uh, engineering school. Yeah. Actually, when I went to business school, it was almost the same. So <laughs> last month I was taking a, a master class video course on negotiation by an F, a former FBI agent. And oh, I Chris, Chris Voss, Chris Voss. Yeah. That's my favorite book to, uh, Never split the difference. Yes, That's the book. Yeah, amazing book. Yeah, really good. And I remember what he said about when you you face these situations with engineers, for example, to set the context that it's not a zero sum game where if I win you lose or vice versa. We are all in this together, as you said, as a team sport. And these our enemies outside. It's not yeah. inside. Yeah, totally. And again, it's it 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 it, it, it cannot be a fake negotiation, right? You cannot give something to create this illusion of okay that person is is gaining so it is it is an authentic trade-off so you are giving that person uh a chance to 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 add to the whole discussion and it is a very authentic very collaborative effort so i guess that you guys drink your own champagne and use uh, xd internally and probably yeah. adobe products but i'm curious to know what are also Non-Adobe products that are part of your product stack. I know you mentioned user voice to collect feedback. Is there anything else? We use user voice a lot to collect feedback. So anyone that uh, has a feature request can go to adobexd.uservoice.com. Uh, we use SharePoint a lot. We use Google Docs and, 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 and all that to, to collaborate. Uh, now we're using XD more and more for, for ideation, for collaboration, because it now supports... Uh, live co-editing so you can have multiple people on the same document and uh we're gonna share more news on that in a couple of weeks so there's a lot of positive uh features there that they're also being now more adopted uh by adobe teams so i want to grab this on this up with some uh, words of wisdom from you for the next generation of product managers i I, I want to kind of hear from you what would you say to your younger self to all of these people out there who are thinking hey I would love to get a chance at Adobe at another cool company. How do I get started? Yeah, I think the first thing is relationships, right? Like you have to, as you said, you have to learn how to negotiate with people in that book from, by Chris Voss is a great start. Uh, and then also like having the right mindset to be, to be like always trying to learn and it's okay to fail as long as you learn so that you make progress. And I would say, uh, just just be vulnerable it's okay to be vulnerable like i remember when i was super young like now i'm almost 40 when i was like 25 or even 30 i wanted to create this and that was a big mistake to create this this almost like an impression that I, I was perfect and now i i i know that's the wrong decision like the more vulnerable you are the more uh because when you need that perf perfection, like validation to, to, to feel like accepted and all that. 
it means you're not confident enough and all that. So when you when you go through that phase and you, you what you have is enough for you, you can then start being vulnerable and you can start um, being more open to feedback. And again, you're always trying to fall in love with the problem. So always go with the problem. Everything you put out there is a hypothesis. It, it, it will be impossible to get it right when like you when you launch a 1.0 product. But as you said, maybe one piece of the product is so easy, so so powerful that you will you will carry the whole product and then over time you can learn and iterate on on other other features. Well thank you, Damian, for for showing up, for being vulnerable as well with us. And uh, so it's been a pleasure. Is there anything else you would like to add? No, thank you, Carlos. Thank you for the great work on on Product School. Uh, I'm a big fan. And yeah, uh, stay in touch and keep inspiring other PMs out there. All right. Thank you so much. Bye. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the product podcast. If you like this episode, don't forget to leave a review on iTunes. For more product insights, head over to productschool.com. <laughs>